Okay, Amar. No, no, no. Don't do this to me. Yes. Don't do this to me. Yes. <laughs> I'll give you ten dollars if you can guess the artist. No way. Um, have you played them before? No. Hold on. Let's listen to them because it's actually a sweet sound. Great song, man. Really good artist. Beck. I don't know. Shut up. You're such a freaking liar. You know this. Is it actually back? Yeah, yeah. Let's go. No, no, I yeah. swear to God. I had no idea. There's no 100% chance. 100% I had no idea. How do you... This is the only Beck song that doesn't sound like Beck. Yo, I'm sick. You're, you freaking knew this, man. No, no, yes, no, no. you did. Don't even I give me this. I swear to everything on everything, I had no idea. I'm not giving you 10 bucks. Yo. <laughs> it's too fishy. Shoot. Yeah, so it's Fix Me by Beck. <laughs> oh, man. Oh, this is a, already a great, great Monday morning for me. Freaking guy. It is a good oh. Monday. Hey? I'm in a great mood today. Yeah. I don't know why. Like Some days when it hits me, I'm just like, oh, I'm so happy. Woke up right. Woke up right. Had a great morning. No hangover like the last two? Nope. Great. Maybe that's why. <laughs> Maybe. I think. Maybe. I'm just a little bit clearer in the head. Yeah. Oh, we'll see. <laughs> no, it has been, honestly, I don't know. It's been a good week, man. A good uh, week. Yeah. yeah. Sunny. A little rain. It's summer. It's summer. That's the main thing is that because it's summer, you can't be sad, man. I mean. Yeah, nothing can stop you. Nothing can stop me. Whoa, it's almost August. You know, you know what's crazy, guys, listening right now? Before we started this episode, mm-hmm. Amar was telling me about this 80-20 Thing. We don't have to get into it because oh, it is kind of... Yeah, you want to talk about fishy. So, he, so he's mentioning this theory 80-20, okay? If you want to look into it, just Google it. He goes on Instagram, because I was sending some messages. Goes on Instagram. Yeah. One of the ads he sees is an ad for a book on the theory of 80-20. Literally these, like the fourth post. These things in our pocket are listening to us. 100% confirmed. Crazy, man. I feel like I got played because my friend, the reason I went on Instagram because my friend tagged me in something and I go and I get, I don't know. It's like a jab and right hook, really. <laughs> you know, <laughs> Instagram was probably told my friend like, yo, tag this guy right now. It's He's weird. <laughs> and then I go and just literally like three posts of scrolling. It's always been like a, a theory. Like, you always, like at yeah. first you thought the person was paranoid. That, oh, it's listening to us. No, 100%. I, like, look, right now I'm holding my phone up to my mouth and I'm yeah. saying, Bathing suits. Yeah. Bathing suits, bathing suits, bathing suits, bathing suits. I will report next week on <laughs> if I got any bathing suits. Any bathing suits. Within the next 24 hours. Boom. It's crazy, man. It's, I don't know. But it, the thing is, I wouldn't be shocked either way. And I think that's, that's where we're all at. Is I mean, like, that, you know what, you guys, we were listening to you. You're like, okay, that's fair. Yeah. Well, no, there's gonna be people like, seriously? Like, <laughs> yeah. You know, the people that like tape up their webcams, which I've heard is a good thing. I'm not going to bash them too hard. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But then they like block their mics and like technology just scares the hell out of them. Yeah. Honestly speaking, I've seen so many documentaries. If you, if scammers want to get you, they will get you. Easy. Listen to this one. I'll just briefly talk about it. If you're walking through an airport mm-hmm. and you have your Bluetooth on, yeah, which most of us do for our headphones or whatever. Oh, look, look, what are the odds of that? He's getting a phone call. It's okay. Um, somebody could attach their device to your Bluetooth, make your phone call a long distance number, and the minutes that you drive up, you know, you get charged for long distance yeah, yeah, minutes. Yeah. That money goes straight into a bank account. Holy crazy! 
So Whoa. I'm telling you, there's a lot of avenues for scammers to get you that it would be a tough life to live. Yeah. Blocked in one, you know? And I think for you and I, our saving grace is like, I don't know, the way I always think of it is like, eh, you know, my life, my webcam ain't that interesting. If anyone wants to look at it, they can look at it. True. And like they would get so ugly ass angles, you know? Yeah. Like, like for me, I'm chill. very, I'm a big fan of like, I'll give Google all my information. Give them all the data. <laughs> if it makes it easy, you know, like 80, 20 book. You know, I've learned if about it you. makes it easy, let's do it. I've learned about you. Oh, because it's going to curate a better experience. Yeah, idea. let's do it. I've learned that you are embracing the future with open arms, man. Open. And one day it's going to go black mirror on your ass. Yeah, man. 100%. You're like, I give take my- all my stats. <laughs> I want to have a great time. It's going to bite you in the ass. You got to have some element of security. No, I'm going to install like more webcams on my laptop <laughs> to get different angles if they want to. no passwords. <laughs> yeah. so just anybody can get you. Let's do it. Yeah, I'll have like a credit card in front of my webcam all times. <laughs> Let's do it. I've actually, you know, I've wanted to do that one time. Have you ever wanted to do something totally rational just to see what the effects would be? Yeah, yeah. Like for an example. Relationships. No, like accidentally release your house number and oh, see yeah. what people do with it. Because I know on Twitch, like a live stream, people call the SWAT team. How messed up is that? That'd be so scary. Will Whoa. they come to your house? Will you get murdered? Who knows? Damn. Not something you want to play with, but <laughs> that's what my irrational side of my brain is like. Maybe you should try it. But that's still cool. No, actually, no, sorry. <laughs> I don't want to be a troll. <laughs> I shot an episode. I used to have a series called Dan for a week. Yeah. And one of them was I lived without technology. Mm-hmm. Most boring ass week of my life. I've never done more puzzles and <laughs> rug hooking I remember this. Yeah. in my life. So one of them, one episode, I went to volleyball, okay? And at the end of the night, this was a Monday, um, I had to carry a sheet inside my pocket that had all of the contact numbers for everyone. Because on my <laughs> phone, if you were to go to my phone right now, I don't save anybody's numbers. I just yeah. know them by their last four digits. Exactly. Uh, so in the episode, I bust out the piece of paper. The camera is getting a shot over my shoulder. And in editing, the editor didn't blur out the literal two-second frame or two frames of the sheet. <sighs> episode goes live a week later, okay, or a few weeks later. And I get a call from my mom saying, hey, Dan. I was like, yeah. She goes, uh, your friend Mike is texting me saying that it's okay, f- like that you said it was okay to text. That he uh, can't text last me. name Hunt? <laughs> Good one. Damn. And uh, I was like, what are you talking about? Yeah. She goes, I'm getting texts from this guy named Mike, and apparently you said it was okay. And I was like, okay, this oh. makes sense. I get a call from my dad literally two minutes later, okay, because the episode just went live five minutes ago. yeah. yeah. And he's like, Dan. I was like, yeah. He goes, uh, somebody called me saying, are you Dan's dad? And when I said yes, they were like, oh my God. And then hung up. And I said, okay, something's up here. I, I quickly went to the episode, watched it back. And I was like, oh my God. I called the, like, the producer. I was like, you got to pull this episode because all of my immediate surrounding, their, their phone number. numbers, oh, no. their names are, are leaked. And so I had to tell him, I'm like, listen, that's just some creepy ass kid that's Doing a terrible job at trying to text you. Yeah. Oh, Dan said it was okay. Who says that? Who says that? So, yeah, there's an element <laughs> so of you got to be careful because people, there's some weird ass people out there, man. For real, man. You've done a lot of nice series, man. I remember that. I remember the Dan for Week. That was a cool one. Yeah, Dan for Week was a blast, man. I had so much fun. And like the brainstorm meetings for that were so whack. Okay. <laughs> brainstorming meetings was how, my How'd favorite. that go down? Because, so you go into a room for a brainstorm meeting and yeah. anything flies. 
But Dan, for a week, I had people come into these meetings and we're in this boardroom and we're just spitballing. Maybe Dan could swim across Lake Ontario. These are legit ideas, by the way, that, that crossed the path oh, and no. were considered. And I had to step in and say, guys, I, I can swim. I'm a really good swimmer, but you can't just swim across Lake Ontario without training for that. For sure. And so that got axed. Another and if that one, was Monday morning, you, you don't have Dan for a week. You just forget it. No way. Another one was, why, don't, why doesn't Dan live in a tree? And I'm like, cool, a tree house? No, 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 a tree. So just, just me <laughs> in a tree for a week. And they're like, no, you can have your friends visit you. There might be a rainstorm. And I'm like, guys, guys. Like, sometimes you have to see, is there legit content here? Yeah. Or is this just us trying to find a bizarre thing? <laughs> yeah. It's been fun, <laughs> yeah, though. Yeah, yeah. Some of the series I've done have been fun. I love it. Uh, you, so. You've been talking a lot about, I guess, personally... I don't know if you want to share this, but personally, and on some videos as well, um, about going to San Diego. Man. I think like a month ago or a month and a half ago when yeah. you had that five-year yeah. video. Yeah. Talking about San Diego. Yeah. What's the inner workings of San Diego? I know you've brought it up a few times. We never went down this hole, so let's explore. Oh, What's San happening? Diego. I've got a love, nervous relationship with that city. Um Okay, so San Diego's been a place I've always loved. I yeah. thought maybe I'll try to live here. And you've been, right? You've and I was I went there last year, but under the conditions, it wasn't a good time. Sure. Um, I, just a series of events took place. Uh, I was super anxious when I was down there. My Airbnb was awful. A lot of things happened. And so I was just in this bubble of negative energy and didn't have a good time. So I told myself when I'm 30, so two and a half years from now, yeah, I'm going to reattempt, potentially reattempt to move to San Diego. Why? I think because there's a part of me that is scared of living my entire life or at least a large chunk of it here in Toronto yeah. and not putting myself through uncomfortable situations. I love San Diego. If I don't go, I'll never know. If, You're right. If it's for me. San Diego does have, knowing nothing about it, has a good mix of excitement and uh, dangerously, anxiously... It's it's scary because it's near the hub of where my career like lives. The heartbeat of YouTube is Los Angeles, yeah. and I don't want to live in LA. Too congested, a lot of uh, people trying to climb the ranks. You don't know who's legit. Yeah. San Diego, two hours away, super nice, very chill. It's humble. It's scary because I've established myself here in Toronto, and I get a lot of work here. Uh, I get a lot of opportunity here and the competition is a lot less here. Yeah. I go down and I open myself up to the United States. I fall into a category of mid-level YouTubers. Yeah. You know. But the room for growth, I guess what you're saying is... Room for growth is 10 yeah. times yeah. the amount of Canada. So the opportunity when it does come will be massive. Yeah. So yeah. I have done a lot here in Canada, which is great and I love it. It's, it's fulfilling. But I just, I think when I'm, often I think of this moment when I'm 75 on a rocking chair. And I think it would be nice if my knees were bugging me or something. <laughs> like, you know, if you ever get like a cold and you're like, damn, I wish I, I took for granted when my nose worked, no problem. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So it's kind of like nostrils. that. Like when I'm 75, I don't want to think, man, I lived my whole life here in Toronto. I didn't experience right. enough. So I think it's a fear Also, I think even in San Diego, you'd stick out. Even though you you're saying you'd be classified as a mid level YouTuber, aren't most mid level YouTubers like fresh 
one-year-old, two-year-old YouTubers. Like, there's not many mid-level YouTubers that are that have really survived this. Long. Right, right. So you know what I'm saying. What I have over a lot of YouTubers is experience, experience and I've actually been able to make a career. I don't care. And stability. And, well, stability, yeah. I don't care if my numbers haven't been consistent or high or whatever. The fact is I've been able to stay afloat for almost 10 years doing this. A lot of people get caught up in controversy. They, they ended up losing passion. Yeah. I've been able to do it all for quite some time. So I'm proud of myself for that. Yeah, you're already professional. Yeah. What's scary is going down to San Diego and being a nobody and having to start again. So I don't know. I think right now I'm totally happy with my life where I'm at. And just I want to see where art takes me. Yeah. I'm with you on the whole. What's your, do you, what's the longest life plan that you have? Like how far in the future have you planned? Yeah, until 75 probably. So you have 50 years planned sure. your entire life essentially. Yeah, I've I've given myself like uh, we've talked about this before, but like I haven't like scripted it, you know. I haven't. I've just some ideas of of like little markers of where I'd like to be. Does this not worry you uh, immensely? Is the word well? Then just stop the planning. The word of the day is immensely. Expectations are the biggest form of letdown we cause ourselves. Yeah, and so when you are having these. And oftentimes people misrepresent expectations and goals. Okay, sure. they're, they're different. So when you have expectations for the next seventy-five years, you're—I feel like you're setting yourself up for a very stressful, yes, fifty years. I would recommend that everyone gets to know themselves really, 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 really well before approaching. Putting on expectations and putting on goals. And, and you think on, at 28, you really, really, really know yourself. Yeah. But this goes what we talked about last week. Yeah, and it could be BS. I'm No, no I'm, not, I'm not trying to call yeah. you out for it. No, no. But I think in 10 years, you're going to look back and say, I didn't really know half of who I am today. 100%. And I'm totally okay with being a hypocrite, with saying in 10 years... I'll know so much more than what I know now. But also now, I have a pretty good idea of where I want to be in 50 years at 75. Okay, so to what level of planning have you done? How um, deep are we talking? Whiteboard is the medium. Like, I, I just have it all on this whiteboard. Okay. Right? And like, then legit, I'll, or is this a mental whiteboard? No, no, like, you know I'm the supplier of whiteboards. The guys, <laughs> I, I, to clarify that joke... It's not a joke. <laughs> Amar has hookups with whiteboards. Yeah, like because when when we first started like hanging out, he goes, "You need a whiteboard?" I'm like, "Eh." He goes, "Eight by eleven feet." I'm like, <laughs> "I'm not trying to run a college here." Yeah, man. man. <laughs> it's a huge, Jesus, huge whiteboard. Um, but yeah, so you can put the thing is with whiteboards, as big as they are, you have to fill them. You know what I mean? So Why? the bigger they are, Why? I don't know. If it's a small whiteboard, you got to fill it up, and if it's a big whiteboard you still got to fill it up weirdly. I don't know. That's just how they work. Is that how they work or you work? I think that's how I work. <laughs> so you don't like empty space on the whiteboard? Terrified, yeah. If you look at my room, there's literally no empty space. It's closed now, everywhere. Okay, that is a cop-out for just being cluttered. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. I just don't like empty space. No, no, no. Like, I, like, have you ever walked into your room after you cleaned it and you're like, ah, it's like organized. I love it. Man, best feeling of my life yeah. is when I walk into my house. That clean. feeling... Exists when I have a cluttered room. 
What? I swear to you, when I walk into my room, everything else is clean. <laughs> the bed, the bed sheets washed every week. So let's not get it misconstrued here. <laughs> yeah, you like when there's spider webs. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> but I just like, you know, like everything I do, I don't know. I feel like I have to be like neat about everything I do. Like uh, I can't have a messy airplane. I, it's so funny. Um, you know, like everything I, so, everything so I do like has a, to be like neat and organized and aesthetic. It's you like know. a nice dumping ground for you. And then, yeah, you just come home and you're just like, yes, you roll down the pants and you throw them wherever they land in the bedroom. <laughs> <laughs> right? <laughs> bedroom. I know the feeling. But, you know, I, you just I, need that. Yeah, you need that dumping ground. Yeah. Mentally, physically. For me, yeah, naturally, I'm a cluttered person. Not Not like brutally cluttered, but... I get so caught up in, okay, I'm doing a podcast now. Oh, yeah. I got to go do art now. Uh, so I'll leave it. I'll clean this up later. And the podcast setup will still be here. Yeah. And I'll do art over there. You know, that's what happens to me is I get kind of caught up in it. Yeah. Shout outs. We've almost been doing this for a year and there's no resin on the podcast equipment. Oh, yeah. No, it's pretty it's organized, funny. It's funny that it's resin at this point because it's true. I, um, I've got a, I love resin, man. I think it, yeah. I just poured it on an art piece. You are the resin guy looking around. Because I recently discovered it, and I'm like, there's so much use for it. Yeah. So anyways, if, if you don't know resin, then this is kind of pointless. So, yeah, it's, um, no, yeah, I've planned for 50 years. I, I think, ultimately, the ultimate plan is literally to just make money out of being nice to others. Uh, discussed that before. Just, that's, that's the ultimate plan. That's the ultimate goal. And everything leading up to that is a variation of how to, how to sell how to market the nice personality? That's a that's make a main money thing because anybody can be a good person. Yeah, but the challenging part about today's world is making a living while being a good person. Because yeah. oftentimes, good deeds, if they're good deeds, go unnoticed, or at least that's what people say. Yeah. So at that point, then how are you supposed to make any money? Exactly, and if you make them notice, then you're like, "Well, he, did he really do a good deed? You know, like he's just doing it for fame." No, I don't, I don't care. A, thing? a good deed is a good deed. Whether or yeah. not you want to attach it to fame, that's okay. Yeah. I mean, because the deed is still happening. Just don't reverse the action once the camera's shut off. Yeah, yeah. So don't preach that you care about homeless people. Do something great for a homeless person. And when the cameras are off, complain yeah. about how they clutter your city. But if you do something nice for a homeless person, right, and you have it on camera, which is, I, I guess, in some variation, is ultimately kind of what I want to do, right, then you're just kicked off as, you know, he's chasing clout. But to me, at some point, that to me is a, is going to be a job, and you're going to have to market that. But what's being nice to people what's, as what's wrong with chasing, like just playing devil's advocate yeah. here? What's wrong with chasing positive clout? Uh, you're playing devil devil's advocate for it, like I I'm on the same team there, but um, I I yeah I think there's nothing wrong with. If, like, if go it's, chase the clout. Yeah, for me, like, go chase the clout. If you're helping people, if you're feeding 100 people and posting about it on Instagram, do it. Like, do I it. don't care. I have no problem with it. I know some people are like, uh, it doesn't mean the same. It's like, well, hold on. They're, they're, whether or not they're posting, they're still doing it. Exactly. There's just more. Yeah. So, um, and, and it's weird. Like, people, if you post a selfie because your makeup is amazing or your hair is amazing, right? And you're, and you're showing that off, perfect. But if you post a selfie of, hey guys, today I fed 100 people, some people throw that off as, 
Oh, he's just chasing clout. It's funny, yeah. So there's a difference. But they're both self-expressions. You're, you're right. One of them is we've now numbed it, and it's okay to see selfies. Yes. As oh, it's a cool picture. It's I'll not like vanity. It. Yeah. Now yeah. you're right. Any sort of good deed is like, yeah, it goes as like, oh, what's what's the real message behind that? Exactly. I know you're not just helping people for free. Right. Which, by the way, don't get it unclear. Which is, no, sorry, that's weird. You English. just said the most unclear sentence. <laughs> <laughs> don't not make it unclear if it's un. <laughs> um, I'm cool with everyone posting selfies, and I'm also cool with people posting selfies of helping people and and doing nice things. It, it just, it just, it's gonna have to be marketed. And the only thing I fear about, you know, and that's part of my plan is like one of the things I fear is like. Marketing usually, unfortunately, most of the time ruins everything. Mm. Most of the time. Let's, let me let, expand on that. Yeah. So I'll, I'll expand on it. For most people, they hate seeing ads on YouTube. However, that's the only way YouTube can exist is with the ads. Well, right? Okay. So, uh, for example, um, Facebook, right? They know ads are going to drive less or are going to drive people away Mm -hmm. right that's why in the beginning five years they're not going to have one ad as soon as they have ads they know if they if they started facebook with ads people would not be going on facebook you're looking at it you're looking at it you got to build a database one perspective like to say that marketing always has a negative ending I don't know if I would agree with that because... Oh, yeah, no, I don't believe that. But yeah, go ahead. Like, for an example, um, uh, let's see here. How can I make this? Uh, Ronald McDonald House, okay? Company that takes care of uh, kids that are currently fighting an illness and puts their family up in a house so they'd be closer and still remain as a family. They came to me and said, Dan, can we work together to promote this? Yeah. I said, yeah, absolutely. In that sense, I don't see any negative thing happening there because I'm making content promoting this cause. Yeah. And marketing is really the only way to expand your business. For sure. By talking about it and making interesting things. What you're saying is still true, but in the sense of the consumer, like, yeah, none of us like to see ads. Of course not. They suck. Yeah, yeah. But... You can't hate the ad. Like, for instance, if you see a Coca-Cola ad on my video, you can't hate Coca-Cola because they're stopping you from watching my video. 100%. So what I'm saying is, for every amazing Ronald McDonald house um, marketing campaign, yep, there's five other marketing campaigns that suck. Like, Ronald McDonald is one of the... Ronald McDonald House is one of the most amazing. So what what classifies things. as sucking? Like, like just like uh, they get the point wrong, or you know, like, how do I say this? As a let's say let's talk radio shows, right? Radio shows for the most part can only run because of advertisement, right? Yeah. Like the more ratings right. you have, the better the advertisement. Yeah. You can, you know, you get money and stuff. Yeah. Right. But they know every time they play ads, people are going to go to another channel. Does that make sense? It makes sense. But I think if you, and this is why, this is why 
I'm struggling with this because I think if you play the cards right with marketing, if you approach marketing in a good way, it can actually hold more people. For example, Ellen DeGeneres. You've never, ever, ever, ever felt felt like you don't want to watch an ad from Ellen DeGeneres because she hooks up with those companies to sponsor doing nice things for others. Ronald I, McDonald House, I'll never, ever, ever hate because no. they'll, they're doing nice things for people. Yeah, okay. So, and, but still trying to sell burgers from the McDonald's side. That makes sense. I get what you're saying. Um, I, I don't think all marketing sucks and is, is evil because I think a lot of marketing could be really good and could be uh, really well done, but the challenge is to do it well. The challenge is... Here's my thing. Like Coming from someone that often works with a lot of companies to market a product, Yeah, my suggestion is do it in the most authentic way. Exactly. So what that means is I've worked with companies in the past that'll, hey, we want a Danocracy style video. We want like the, the, the Dan flair. Okay, sure. I'll do that. But when I do that, don't come back with a Script. page long revisions with, you, you got to say this and you can't show that. And we, mm -hmm. can we remove that? It's a little, and it's like, those things are what you wanted. And when you pull that out, it's now becoming more branded. So when I sign on to work with a company for marketing purposes, yeah. I make it clear in our discussions what my intention is with the video. We go over it once or twice on the phone meeting or even in-person meetings. And just so everyone's on the same page. Yeah. Last thing I want to do is finish a piece of content and have them go, whoa, like, what is this? You know, and then miss the mark it's completely. And, and, and so what I'm saying is I feel like if I, if my objective is to market being nice to others, then there's going to be a thin line of, of working with these marketers because authenticity yeah. matters a lot. Like is, is everything it's, when yeah. you're marketing. Right. Right. And it's very easy to, to go left or right on this thin line of being authentic in, in anything, mm -hmm. and especially doing nice things to others. Well, here's, here's what I'm thinking. So what, in theory, it's a nice thought that in 10 years you want to make a career on helping people yeah. and do it from an honest way. Yeah. It's a great thought. And I'm not saying you can't do it, but things come into, into your life unexpectedly. You might have a kid that God forbids needs some sort of something. Yeah. Okay. You now have to somehow make money. And at that time, a company might say, Hey, would you like to do this ad? It'll give you money. And you're like, that goes against everything I stood for, but I love my kid and I have mm. to do it. So in that sense, you're not a bad person. You're still no. a good person. It's just the circumstances have changed. So some of the ad you might see, there might be more behind why someone might be doing it. Oh, 100%. I, I totally agree. You know, so I don't know. I always love, you know, it's, there's a documentary called seven up. Yeah. Have you ever seen it? No. They, they interview, <laughs> they interview kids, um, every seven years, this one group of kids. So seven, 14, 21, same group to see cool. how they've changed and evolved. It's a psychology documentary. It's good. Uh, but it's interesting to see how big thinking these kids are when they're seven. I want to be a doctor. I want to be an astronaut. I'm going to do this. And it, it actually gets quite sad. Um, once they start hitting 21, so this is now like two installments later, to see these kids and some of them are like smoking and look depressed on camera. Yeah. Well, this happened. And when I was 14, my 
my mom passed away and it shows how much their life has derailed from what the perfect image was when they were a kid. Yeah, and they get jaded. Yeah, well, yeah, and life changes you off of experiences that you can't even plan. For sure. So when you, back to back to the original topic, when you say that you have planned up until you're 75, I think it's, it's going to be almost impossible to plan that far just based off of what life's going to throw at you. Yeah, but I feel like I, I know myself well enough to not just plan that far, but to, to be okay when it derails. You know what I mean? Like, it, it, it's, it's one thing to kind of make the exercise of planning that far ahead. And it's another to kind of go through life and see how much you've deviated from the plan. And that it's okay yeah, but, to but, deviate. You know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. Let, like, just, you know, you, that thought is so... I don't want to use the word against, but it's so not in my wheelhouse yeah. of thinking. Yeah, yeah. Like, and it's cool to actually chat about this. See it. Because it works for you. I don't think it would work for me because I fall really hard for expectations and I get let down if I don't do them myself and I, I beat myself up over it. So to know that I've got 50 years of that ahead of me is, is yeah. daunting. So I like to think... Some of my hardest moments in life, by the way, I've gotten through thinking everything happens for a reason. I'm a believer of that to, mm -hmm. a, to an extent that you're living the life that you want and whatever happens to you happens. Not what we said in past episodes where whatever's going to happen to you, is gonna, if I'm going to be successful, I'm going to sit in this chair and eventually I'll get an email saying, for sure. no, you got to keep going in the right direction, right? Yeah. So for me, when I look at my life, I can only see, honestly, in my imagination two years at max yeah. two years i it's hard to explain but i really don't have the ability to see five years in the future as, yeah. it's, as it stands where i'm at in my life right now and, and that's why i think the most important thing if you're going to plan or not plan or or approach life in any way and if you're strictly going to go through it this way you really need to know yourself first before you make that plan for example you know yourself yeah. that that is daunting to you in, like incredibly daunting to you, right? Mm -hmm. And that's why it's very smart for you to not do it. Right. Right? Whereas for me, I know myself as I like having these like little markers uh, throughout these and next 50 years. Yeah. And it works for me. Now, hopefully, it actually works for me, right? And hopefully, I know myself that it actually works for me. But if I didn't know myself, if I, if I actually had your personality, but set these goals, yeah, and then 20 years later realize that like I've ruined my life because of these expectations and blah, blah, blah. Yeah, that would suck. So that's why I think the first step is actually getting to intensely know yourself, intensely be self-aware of how you like to work so and how you like to approach that's life. That's interesting because for, for me, when I get to know myself, it comes in the form of time like and in life. Yeah. Like I've gotten to know myself way more now. Like if I were to sit down and just, intensely start to kind of know myself nothing's gonna come of that <laughs> for me i have to fail i yeah. gotta have i gotta try i gotta succeed i gotta go left i gotta go right you know for sure that's i gotta spitball to see yeah. what sticks you know and then i start to realize okay maybe this is for me yeah because i don't know i i think that when you're growing up for so long you have to follow a path mm-hmm and a lot of us aren't cut out for that path. I never in a million years 
well, I shouldn't say that. But 100,000. No, not like, I never thought I would come to a point where I'm selling my own art. Yeah. Uh, not that I never thought that. I've always been like creative, but I didn't think I would actually do that. Yeah, yeah. So to see that happen is me spitballing. It sticks. Okay, maybe this is a side of me. So I don't know. I think people learn in different ways, and that's why it's, this conversation is unique because what really works for you well yeah. and what, what is relatively a healthy thought process for you has the opposite effect for me. For sure. And that's why That's why you can never please everyone. It's, to, to wrap it all up in a, in a blanket statement, you cannot please everyone because look at how Amar and I just think different. Broke down this thought. Yeah. What works for him so clearly rubs me the complete wrong way. And that's interesting. I like that. By yeah. the way, I'm, I'm also saying like me knowing myself, I think I probably know 15% about myself. You know, like... But 15% is enough for you to say that you know yourself. Yeah, to give myself a so, general direction of like... What's going to happen when you know 40% of yourself? Well, yeah, so I, I think we can both agree on this is if someone says, I know myself 100%, you probably definitely don't know yourself, <laughs> right? Yeah, <laughs> is what we're you probably agreeing. know yourself like 10%. <laughs> yeah. That's you know? something like a 10% or would You say. just moved down to seven for me. Yeah. <laughs> like, yeah. There's, there's no way you, you, anyone knows themselves 100%, right? And giving yourself, like, you know, let's say right now I give myself a 15%. I now have 85% of exploring to do right as much as I think I know myself. Right. You know? And I also do this uh, whole thing of, like, IBS a lot in front of my friends. It, honestly, I used to be called BSMR, like bullshit MR. I believe it. As I get to know 100%, you. 100%. You know I this. believe it. Uh so uh, we've gone over this. I still don't know if it was true or not. Like when we drive by a restaurant, are you legit? I'm super legit, but no, like, are you legit? <laughs> this is your one chance to admit it. And, and we talked about this once, and then like literally twenty minutes later, um, you made it up. No, no, no. You, you, like I think there was one episode where you're like, you're like, man, there's no way you know all these restaurants. And right. then after yeah, the yeah. episode, we went to have lunch at this place over here. Yeah, and the guy. Can't, and now you're no, you're like, have you been to this place? I'm like, yeah. You're like, there's no way, there's no way. And I go in, and the guy's like, hey, you were here last week taking pictures. Do you remember? And, oh, come on, don't do this to me in front of the audience, uh, Dan. <laughs> no, no, I'm trying to <laughs> I'm think. I'm trying to think. I'm trying to think. Uh, this little taco place over here. Yeah. yeah. Oh yes. Okay. Okay. Yes. And we proved it right there and then. Yeah. Okay. I agree. You say it in your words. Sometimes, sometimes Amar <laughs> has this way of. Doing things that you're like, this guy's bullshitting. Yeah. But then all of a sudden he's not. And you're like, what the hell? Like a third party. But that's what's interesting <laughs> because I've met so many people that are the same. Yeah. And I, and I don't think they're the same. I think everyone's unique. It's just they're, they are bottling it up to stay the same. And that's their comfort thing. That's okay. And so with you, I'm having to recalibrate my perspective on friends. Yeah. Because there's a lot of elements that you bring that I'm like, I don't have any friends that do this or have said this or that know this or experience this. And I think maybe they have, but they're just not as open about it. Yeah. So when you say these things like, oh yeah, I know this restaurant. They're really good. They, they had to do this. I'm like, nah, man. Yeah. It's, this yeah. guy's lying. And then we go there and like, hey, how's it going? I'm like, oh, damn. Damn. He's, yeah. I'm like, but yeah, no, I used to be called BSMR for a long time. It's, and but it, because you actually did BS? Well, half and half, I'd say. So that's a BS statement. Oh my God. <laughs> I don't know what you did anymore, man. Yeah, yeah, it's like yeah. the Truman Show. <laughs> For real. Um, no, so 
in in many ways, I I would BS a lot, but I'd always tell you when I'm bullshitting. And even through this podcast, hopefully the audience can back me up on this. Rate, review, subscribe. Um, <laughs> of like, there are times when I tell you, yeah, this is eighty percent BS, twenty percent true, right? You preface a sentence by saying what I'm about to tell you is eighty percent BS. One hundred percent. No, who says that? I I do because you know why? Because it. That's just that's a, uh, that's such literally a good screwing with someone's mind. It's like, listen, the next thing about to tell you is eighty percent bullshit and twenty percent true. Take what you want from it, and then the other person's like, "What am I supposed to do with that?" Like, like yeah, yeah, I don't know, <laughs> but I all I know is just to throw it out. <laughs> Whatever you do with it, you can do with it. <laughs> you can not listen to it. You can take it in, um, but but no. So a lot of times I would just kind of make up ideas in my head about, let's say, a person walks by. This is, you know, let's say you walk, you know, uh, I'd walk into the room and be like, okay, this is what Dan's going to be like today. Right? Right. And then you do that for a day. You do that the next week. You do that for weeks on end. Right? And there are times then you get, you get proven right. And there are times you get proven wrong. Right? Right. And then you recalibrate. And I think we all do this, but not like thoughtfully like this. Yeah. Some sociopathic stuff. (laughs) Right? Right. And then you recalibrate on what you know Dan to be. Does that make sense? Yeah. So I've done all yeah. this BSing about, you know, how my friends are going to be and, and this random person that I'm going to meet, how they're going to be, how they're going to be on the first date, how they're going to be on the second date. A billion points of BS that I hold on to and I get proven wrong or right. And I feel like that way, my intuition now is so much stronger. Because I know the times... Right, you're, you're, you're picking up... Yeah, you're picking up new things. It's like when you update a GPS. Yeah, it, it's, like, right. it's like giving your gut feeling... A, An update. A, a re, exactly. Yeah. So I, I think if you do that enough times, you, you can really pick up on yourself. And by the way, it's not just doing it on other people. It's doing it on yourself. It's... Well, yeah, that's why going briefly back to what I yeah, talked coming about back is... To it. is um, that's how I get to know myself yeah. is by... Constantly doing these mini updates to my yeah. system by going through life experiences. That's why when something bad happens, it's not always, oh, it's so bad. It's like, this is going to update my system. Yeah. Right? That, that's a very positive way to look at it is when something bad happens, try to view it as just updating. Yeah. Just learn a lesson. Yeah. And now, like, you look at your phone, okay? You look at your phone when you first get it, you're like, it's perfect. No problems with it. If that's the case, then why are they updating the phone? Oh, because there's a security update. That's exactly what you're doing to your life. When something bad happens to you, you're applying some sort of security update so the next time it happens, you're ready to deal with it and handle it so it doesn't ruin you. For real? Damn. We are all smartphones. <laughs> so that was, well, that was well said. And the TLDR of mine was I have sociopathic tendencies. <laughs> oh, man, we covered a lot this one. Is there anything else we should cover or... We're hitting the 40-minute mark on this We guy. are. Uh, usually in the last 15, we always get, like, the real stuff. I know. But, uh, no, I, I think, I don't know. For, for me, man, friends really matter on this, uh, on this whole sociopathic tendencies and, like, shaping up your life. And coming back to this whole San Diego thing of why I couldn't move out of Toronto, I'm, like, really attached to my friends. Not saying that San Diego won't have equally as good friends or better friends or whatever. But for me, like, I need this thing. 
Right. I need like this circle of your friends. friends. Well, it's, it's, I don't know how you are, but what, well, what drives people is different for everyone. So like friends are a big driving force for a lot of people to be happy. Yeah. Uh, I definitely need us. I need to be sociable. I need a surrounding, but I'm not going to write off new people in San Diego that could do that. For sure. I'll keep my friends and whatever ones stick are true friends on, on efforts from both sides. I can't yeah. just move away not contact them and expect to keep them. But there's a lot of people in my life, not a lot, but there's people in my life now that I know that if I moved away and, I, and I'm not consistently seeing them on a regular basis due to events or due to whatever, yeah, they'd fade. Of course, it's natural. I don't think anybody can really maintain every relationship they've ever had in their life. You know, like that's impossible. Yeah. There's no chance. Because again, people are on different paths. We're all, we're all living a clock, man. And our clocks will sometimes collide for a brief moment, but then our clock is bringing us over here for our time here. And this one's over here for our time here. I just, well, people come and go in your life, but the ones that remain the same are, for me personally, are my childhood friends and family. Yeah. Like my childhood friends, some of them, man, I, I haven't seen in years but I hold them in a very special compartment in my brain. That yeah. doesn't matter what happens, they're still in there. I, th I think we have also had like similar experiences in our childhood of that happened. Like I, I think your parents moved away. Yeah. At a uh, like at a, high around school. yeah seventeen ish. Yeah. yeah. Mine too. Yeah. So my parents moved away, and like though they're very close to me, I would you know talk to them rarely and stuff. Not rarely. I regularly but not as regular as every day obviously right um and i think because of that maybe we're we've learned to still hold on dearly to the people we love even though they're living far away even though we're not talking to them as often mm -hmm. i've taken that to i think sometimes a bad approach where like literally i can go on months without texting some of my best friends but but they can text you they can text, yeah. That's what I mean. Is it goes both ways? Like both if the ways, relationship sure. is so reliant on you always texting them, I like it's like ah, oh, I should have texted them. No, it goes both ways. Yeah. That's why it goes back to a topic. I once I don't know if it was in this podcast, but I mentioned there's got to be interest from both parties to form a relationship of any kind. Yeah. Whether it's friendship or a romantic one, if one person is not pulling their fifty percent, yeah. then it's not going to work. Relationships in any form have to be 50-50. Even if you feel like you're doing more work on one end, there's probably something that they're doing is, that, is, that yeah. is making them their 50. But I've learned from experience that when you're in a relationship, again, friendship or romantic, that is not 50-50. It's inevitable. You are a plane without engines. You're just coasting until yeah. it ends up hitting the ground. For me, I love when like friends or relationships, both of you think that the other is cooler than them. Like, I love that shit. Like, when I, like, I for sure think my best friend, my best friends are much cooler than me. Hmm. But I also kind of know for a fact that they think I'm cooler than them. Interesting. You're, you're almost, almost always winning each other over. This is great news. So is that why you start hanging out with me? Because you think I'm cooler than me? Like, Dan's cooler than me. He's cooler than me. Let's do this. But I don't know if that's mutual. No, but <laughs> there, there is an element there. You're right to speak on that. Like, think about it. If ever you got with a girl that's out of your league. Mentally, yeah. you think she's out of your league. Yeah. There's a, there's something there where you're like, oh, this is amazing. Yeah. But, and if she thinks that I'm out of her league... Then it's just a freaking amazing relationship. And that, that's, that's what I mean. That's man, what I'm I looking for. It would be so nice to be in a relationship with a girl that thinks I'm out of her league and I think she's out of my league. But there, uh, trust me, that's how... Like, I think that... You know, I think you're right. I think that might be how a relationship is supposed to happen. 
Maybe, I don't yeah. know, maybe. Because you, you go to weddings, okay? And you always hear in the speech, oh, I'm so lucky. I'm the luckiest guy ever. I'm the luckiest girl ever. Yeah. You hear this. So if that's what they truly feel, then maybe that's what the secret to true love is, is that we all feel lucky to have the other person. I totally think it. I feel, I've always felt lucky to have friends and relationships, but there's times where it fluctuates. Do they feel as lucky? Yeah. Or do they feel like this is just where they're at? Yeah. I think we just cracked the code of love, my friend. Crack the code, man. You got to feel like you're lucky. Like you won the lottery and that's, how you, that's the feeling of love, maybe. Trust me, I know like sometimes with certain relationships, I've been there and I was like, there's no chemistry. And for yeah, me, yeah. this is just my own personal thing. The lack of chemistry is because sometimes you could just tell like they're, you're not cool enough to, for them or they're not cool enough for you. I don't know. Well, I think there's an element from every relationship. The want is huge. Of we need to, yeah, we need to get something from it. Yeah. Right? Like you look at a lot of these, and I, I got to be careful because I don't know for fact, but superficial relationships kind of like. You just said 80% BS, 20% truth. What do you mean? You're just like, I don't know for a fact. I don't know for a fact. Good. Just because of the statement I'm about to make. Yeah. <laughs> that the Kardashians, for an example, uh, Kylie Jenner. Yes. Uh, had a really good friend, Jordan Woods, who ended up hooking up with her yeah. potential brother-in-law. Allegedly Tristan Thompson. I don't think it's allegedly, man. They've admitted it. Yeah. And now she has a new best friend, and you're like, are they only surrounding each other because they're using each other's platform to be, be even bigger? I So I started making mock fight videos of the Kardashians, yeah. and I started getting into this rabbit hole of watching all of these Kardashian videos. And I started to get really anxious one night watching, so I'm like... <laughs> no offense to the Kardashians. Yes. Never. But I would absolutely hate to be a part of that family. And I, I, I again, I have to, it's, there's context here. I look at it, and if you're able to act that way with a camera rolling, there's so little authenticity in who they are mm. with a camera rolling. Like, I get you can be comfortable, but... I've watched some of the scenes play out, and I'm like, that's not natural. No. But they're so good at making reality TV that it seems like a natural conversation. Yeah, but you could see, like, they're forcing it. It's forced. It's planned. No one looks that great all the time. Like, And I think, is there any realism in that? Like, yeah, they seem like the close-knit family, but is there any authentic realism there? Yeah. I don't know. There could be. It could all be real. But just some of the moments that they capture on camera... It kind of goes back to that whole good deed thing. Like, is it a good deed if it's been captured? It's like, are these real emotions if they've been captured? Yeah. And I could say, yes, there's an element there because I've been emotional on camera before and it's 100% authentic. But with them, the situations just play out. There's uh, no way. There's no way. Like, there's no way. You can't be like, you can't, I don't know. Maybe you can't, I don't know. Yeah, so I guess that's the, that's the code is an authentic want an authentic like this person is better than me thing maybe admiration is a better term like i don't admiration. think they're, they're better like you admire them like i think a lot of friendships stem from admiration like i admire this person because they do this or yeah i mean let's be real most relationships there's something we're getting out of it they they laugh at my jokes or they care about me or they text me or there's always something yeah and, we're getting. And, you, and you can choose those things like i know for every certain best friend that I have, it's they they are in many ways better than me in 
in these certain ways, right? And, and, and I aspire to be more like them, and I sense that they aspire to be more like me as well. well they're definitely pulling something from you being in their life. Yeah. Oh, man, we've gone deep into the, Huge. the psyche of friendships. Told you, man, last 10 minutes, I love this. Because <laughs> we've got to hit them with something hard, man. Oh, that sounds bad. <laughs> no, but uh, that's what I love about this podcast is we can just kind of go down rabbit holes, which we never planned yeah. to talk about this Ever. to this degree. But anyways, it's good. Just like this song, remember, there's someone out there that wants you. Oh, that's great. That will ruin it. It's great. All right. Love you. See you next love week. Love you. See you next week. <laughs> Always a little double kiss. I love a little double kiss. All right. <laughs> see you next week, guys.